Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Astrology Podcast. This episode is the December stars for December 2022. And I guess we're going to say again, we've are we here already? This year has gone past so fast. So we're here in December and, um, well, it's an exciting month for for us to end the year on with Mercury really being the key player for the whole month. Little planet Mercury, who really is a bit of a trickster. I mean, he's loads of fun and gives us the right information, gives us connections, makes little things happen around for us, short journeys, um, get we get news from him. So, you know, he's a real player in our lives. Um, but this month, there's several key aspects that he makes to the big planets. His rulership is, is Gem, he rules Gemini, and of course the Mercury retrograde is happening there, and uh, not the Mercury retrograde, sorry, the Mars retrograde is happening there in Gemini, also, there's the Gemini full moon, um, and also Mercury then actually goes retrograde himself. So Mercury is going to be highly active throughout December, and it's like we've got to get our thinking caps on. There's going to be information out there that we need to know, and we need to look at, and we need to reconsider. So to start the first week in December starting actually on the 1st of December, Mercury actually makes a square aspect to Neptune. So Mercury is at the last few degrees of Sagittarius. Um, and Mercury in Sagittarius is, is really quite gullible and um, ready to talk about anything and, and can just bring out a stream of consciousness uh, without any filter. It's just the sort of mercurial energy just going full force, no holding back. And it's it's really where you get foot in mouth disease. So, um, but with the square to Neptune, Neptune's in Pisces and Neptune is about the delusion. And in Pisces, there is, it's a dreaminess and an uncertainty, but also a magical kind of, um, it's an illusion. Yeah. So, you know, with this mercurial idea of the gullibility and the openness, it's, wow, the square is really kind of forcing this to be um, an, in, an increase of the delusion, an increase of potential lies and maybe not even an understanding of lies, of being told lies and going, okay, I'm just going to believe this because it's convenient for me to believe it. I'm not in a very Sagittarius way, not going to put too much thinking process in it because it's easier to believe it and just go with it. Go with it with all the enthusiasm that the lovely Saggies have. I called this episode, Tell Me Sweet Little Lies, because really, this is what it's all about. Tell me the lies. I'm quite happy um, to believe in them because this sounds good. And so Mercury in Sagittarius, you know, is up, totally up for believing the lies. Um, but in the square, sometimes that's a bit like um, uh, it's not for necessarily for the best benefit. And it's maybe a bit too much, a bit gone a bit too far and you know not concerned in the detail it's like I'm not gonna bother reading the small print because it's just you know who does who 
you know, it's like never read the never read the directions, never read the instructions that come in the pack. Just put the thing together and um, never take any advice. Just go for it kind of thing. So it's one of those moments where you probably should have read the instructions and um, looked at the directions. So the, the square is like creating this Neptune in Pisces, the king of delusion. So it's a double whammy. But not only that. The moon has cozied up to Neptune in Pisces, the king of delusion. So this is like the triple um, layer of inconceivable artifice that's being applied here. Um, and it prompts and it forces more lies. It's like telling lies to cover up the lies. It, re it really is quite a formidable... Um, subterfuge that is going on and that's just only the 1st of December. However you get to the 4th of December and Venus then following just behind Mercury then makes the same square to uh, to Neptune in Pisces and so Venus is only here just enhancing our uh, the, the belief system that enhancing the Sagittarius idea of going oh this is super convenient for me and I'm really happy being told these lies it's it's like yeah yeah I'm happy it even feels right for me I'm I'm happy with that so on the six straight after that uh, the six Mercury then makes a square to Jupiter, expansive Jupiter, who expands everything he touches. And Jupiter just happens to be on the last degree of Pisces. So it's at 29 degree Pisces and Mercury is at 29 degrees Sagittarius. So they're making an exact square on the anoretic degree. And we call the 29th degree, it's the last degree of each sign. It's the anoretic degree and planets there want to bring about a, a finality something to an um they want something to be completed so that if you have planets there if you don't complete it it then brings about the crisis so it's an emergency here 29 degrees is the crisis and emergency that needs to happen and of course jupiter at 29 degrees pisces pisces is the final degree of the whole zodiac it's not just the final degree of Pisces, it's the whole zodiac ends at 29 degrees Pisces. I mean, of course, it begins again, but this is like, wow, this is the finality of this. Um, this is the end of the line. And so I'm wondering, is this the end of the line for the deception? You know, Jupiter here is quite happy to expand that delusion. Um but and, and Mercury is totally happy to be duped. But has it gone too far? Is it like, has it hit a wall? Are we, you know, in a sense, is that global delusion um, and the double standards and the the completely different set of ideas just running alongside each other? Has has that come too far? Has has, you know, is this being completely augmented? And are one side of the Vents going, I can't believe everyone is still still naive to what is really going on. Um, and then the other side, totally gone deep into the delusion even further, perhaps. But also in our personal lives, I think there's an element here that um, 
where have we been kidding ourselves? This isn't just about the global political situation, but also on our personal lives. When these two planets make a square at the last degree, it's like, right, I've got to stop kidding myself here that that's going to happen. Or maybe maybe I, I'm chasing this dream and um, I've got to put put my money where my mouth is even. So there is this finality to whatever delusion, whatever dream you are following around. And this is on this. This comes up to the 6th of December. So there's a lot of kind of different information around that maybe you're not sure of, maybe feels like you're being lied to or, you know, you haven't been given the full information or on those need to know basis. And there is more to come. There's more information for you to find out. But it feels like you've got to kind of make a decision and move away from something and, and move on. So how good is it then that straight after that, on the 8th of December, we get the full moon, the full moon in Gemini. And, you know, normally, you know, a full moon in Gemini is going to give you, it's either going to give, make you make a decision, like, should I stay or should I go now? Or, you know, or, you know, there's, you're presenting, presented with the other side or the duplicity of things with a Gemini full moon. And maybe this is a bit tricky. You know, normally a full, a Gemini full moon will bring up people's unresolved shadows, the, the complexity of, of themselves, the things that they might want to hide and their duplicity. Um, and this is the full moon where, you know, the part, the part, the shadow part that you either project onto others um, so that the others, you're blaming others or others are um, are playing that role for you. And this happens quite a lot within relationships where there's a Gemini starred that the person isn't owning their shadow so that the other person plays the shadow out and becomes the baddie. Um either conveniently or or not but you know it's where your gemini full moon it's like where the shadow side to yourself comes out or or it's like meeting a friend and going oh my god i've met my match and you've met your match because they're as naughty as you are as they're as fun as you are and they will push it as much as you will that's what it means when you kind of met your match and that's the sort of gemini full moon energy it's like whoa it's it's kind of a little bit too much, but it's it's fun and it's naughty and excitable. But also there's an awareness here of the duplicity. So I'm thinking together with that 29 degree square that there will be this kind of finality of right. We've got to make a decision and we've got to be aware of the duplicity that is running along here, either on our personal lives, but also on this global scale of double standards and um, um, one one side of the party saying one thing and people following a certain narrative and then others just looking at that narrative and going, it's complete lies. So perhaps this is this Gemini full moon will bring this to a head in some way. So this full moon in Gemini is on the 8th of December and it's at 16 degrees Gemini. And guess what? Mars retrograde is at 16 degrees Gemini. So Mars retrograde is exact on this full moon, which 
kind of blows my mind in a way that often we have this idea that when the that when there's a full moon, when there's a retrograde, they just happen to be on the exact degree together. So here we are with this full moon, the duplicitous Gemini, the tricky, the fun, the naughty, um, and, and the one that's going to show us the information that perhaps we need to know. And Mars retrograde is there. And Mars, as we know, is digging deep into the whole idea of information, data, and um, and you know the programming that we're running along, and Mars is going. No, we can't, we've got to work something slightly different here. We can't allow our brains, our minds, to be on this track. We've got to rewind a little bit and um, really look at how we are thinking and how we are thinking is, or what we are thinking is then creating our lives with because. Mars retrograde will kind of give us that uncertainty so that we then have to reevaluate. We definitely have to reevaluate. And um, because we don't have the flow forward that a Mars going forward, you know, Mars going forward is 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 fun, exciting, sexy, very clear in where he's going, and ever so dynamic and even angry at times, you know. But when he's going backwards, it's it's softer, it's going inward, it's not an outward directive thing, it's a very much an inward, I've got to think about these things myself, because it's Gemini, of course, with thinking powers, and um, there, is, there isn't the certainty of the Mars going forward. And I think Mars is very particular in some of these retrogrades, because, you know, with, say, with Uranus, if you have Uranus going forward or backwards, it's still confusing. But with Mars, because he's so directional, the backwards and the retrograde and the forward are very different, very different feelings. Um, and I can say that most that's quite unique about the Mars retrograde to the other planets who are all a retrograde will go on an inward journey. But I think the Mars one is the most um, different, has a different energy for the planet to go retrograde. But saying that, so with Mars retrograde, we cannot go forward. Governments can't go forward. They can't make the decisions and rush through, kind of bring about new laws and guidelines just like that. And maybe perhaps they have. And this is where Mars retrograde now is um, with this full moon in Gemini, making governments, people reconsider the guidelines, the contracts, the uh, connections and laws that they would have put in that maybe have been unlawful. I've seen a bit of that happening in Romania, that, you know, the decisions that some of these lockdown laws have been unlawful. And so um, some of these things might be repealed or um, say, for instance, where they've, um, you know, people have lost their jobs and potentially now they're going to get their jobs back, but now it's not they're not going to get their jobs back or they're not going to get paid yet because Mars is still retrograde. But maybe we're now looking at why that happened, how it happened, who did it. And and this is the assessment that is going on now that once Mars goes forward, perhaps those people do then get their jobs back, do then get paid or recompensed for the loss of earnings, etc. Or um so in any very similar situation, you know, the the idea that we've suffered huge losses are being looked at now 
um, the other side of the coin, as it were. We're looking at the other side of the coin of what has really been going on. The um, what's the word for it? You know, like a sense check on what was agreed and what we planned and went forward and and took action with. Mars is the action planet. So now that we're reconsidering, well, we took action here and was that the right action? We need the sense check that comes in, that comes in after you've actually done done the deed, as it were. So Mars retrograde here on this Gemini full moon being exact, I find it's completely incredible, but there must be, it's such a powerful aspect that I think we are going to learn something very big. New information can come out and um, really bust out some really exciting, incredible information. You know, maybe it's, you know, the, a judge has just uh, ruled that uh, the, um, the, the, I'm not sure what the legal term, the people, the, the people that were named in the um, Ghislaine Maxwell trial, there's eight people there that they've said they've kept private and they've not been allowed to say who they are. But a judge has ruled that they can, they have to release those names. So maybe something like that could be happening here because it's very subversive. It's very, you know, shadowy Gemini, the other the other side of the coin, you know, that we were, um, you know, someone, Ghislaine was up for trial and all, there's so many victims, yet there's no perpetrators in this, none, except for Prince Andrew, who I think was unwittingly not really... Um, doesn't have the brains to really be doing that on a proactive scale he was just one of the pawns within this so, so anyway there's eight other people that are about to be named and perhaps this is going to happen around this Gemini full moon so I think we need some names now and this is exactly the, a really good time for something like that to come out and I'm sure that's not the only situation where we want extra information even though it's unexpected or it's been hidden or it's been the other side of the coin we need to hear it now my other consideration as well for this gemini full moon uh, with the mars retrograde is also the idea you know gemini and mercury rule all things that are digital and um I was expecting potentially that we go forward with plans or some are revealed plans for the um, central bank's digital currency. And perhaps that is one of the aspects that is going to come out here. I mean, I know there's, you know, various governments are kind of slowly creeping in with the ideas about this. But um, yeah, I think there is an idea here with Gemini and Mars retrograde here that, that the um that this can be brought out and um if it hasn't been sort of decided without without anyone else's agreement um, it's definitely going to be coming out but um you know they're they're promoting that idea or they're promoting that um and who was saying today there's a quote saying um one of the um, officials from, well, I think, was it, was he from the World Economic Forum or what he was saying, so we'll bring about this, um, um, uh, our 
central bank's digital currency and that allows us to have complete control over where it is spent he actually says that and it's like well you know and also that they can implement um how it's spent and change how it's spent so potentially you know this kind of subversive information coming out is very mars retrograde Gemini full moon. So there's a few layers how this might come out, including the media's games um, within all of this, because Gemini rules the media. So um, yes, this could be interesting, um, exciting, and also very intense and possibly very shocking about what we get to hear, what we get to see, and um, who's doing all the talking. Now, um, I said Mercury is the main player for most of December and he just it's the gift that keeps on giving for December. And, you know, remember that Mercury rules Gemini. So this is complex. It's tricky. Um, and I just thought of another thing that this could be uh, a revelation in the voting counting. That's very also one of the, the themes that could be exposed um, or brought up for analysis and looking at the voting, uh, the voting systems that have been going on because not many people trust them anymore. So anyway, on the twelfth of um, on the twelfth of December, Mercury then goes into his own shadow zone for the next upcoming Mercury retrograde. Mercury is now in Capricorn. And so Capricorn is obviously the business world, it's the governmental political world, it's the commercial and corporate world, and it's you know any big institution. So Mercury going into the shadow zone here is, you know, again, um, Mercury is going to be there digging out information, but also making contracts ha happen, making um, trades happen in the whole commercial world, and and... Mercury is going to keep going retrograde until the 18th of January. And of course, Mars stops his retrograde on the 12th of January. So um, right from the 12th, Mercury is going into the shadow zone and um, he's, at, he's, at, he's at eight degrees Capricorn. He's at eight degrees Capricorn and he goes um, finally to up to 24 degrees Capricorn. That's the shadow zone, the first initial bite. Now this retrograde that Capricorn is, is um, sorry, this retrograde that Mercury is going through um, connects with the retrograde that Mars, sorry, it connects with the retrograde that Venus and Mercury took last December or December 2021 and that retrograde we were all saying at the time that this is the forerunner for the markets the money markets to collapse and that something big around the money markets will be happening at this point now there wasn't this huge collapse of the money markets in December 2021 but obviously since then they have kind of taken a massive dive and, um, you know, we really are paying the price for the pandemic, for the decisions our governments have made. And um, I think the revelations here of Mercury and Venus going retrograde last year in Capricorn and now Mercury again coming back to Capricorn and having another retrograde, I think 
it really is kind of a, a reverberation of what was going on last year and a continuation forward of that. So Mercury went retrograde in Capricorn in 20, December 2021, is going retrograde again in December 2022, and Mercury goes retrograde again in December 2023. Yet this time he starts the retrograde in Capricorn and then goes back into Sagittarius and then comes forward again. So he's having, you know, three years in a row um, and possibly on into the next year as well that Mercury will be um, digging deep into Capricorn around December. But, you know, when it comes to back into the Sagittarius element, you know, we have a bit more energy and a bit more movement to happen. But this retrograde with Capricorn, just to with Mercury totally in Capricorn, it really is focusing on our money markets, our governments, you know, and, and as I've said before about the Mars in Gemini, which is ruling about the digital element of money, you know, perhaps this is where um, the more decisions are made around um, the contracts and the, the um, you know, how it works, who's in control of it and uh, the big bosses and the big banks and their involvement in things like this. And perhaps this, this whole idea needs to be spoken about, talked about, promoted in the newspapers. And so... I think the Mercury retrograde will have some more revelations and ideas for us to think about um, as we, you know, take our, you know, the, our transactions, our financial transactions into the future. So now that Mercury is in the shadow zone, Mercury then, um, on the 14th, Mercury makes a square to Chiron, who's in Aries. And that's like the ouch pain, that, like, that ow, that hurts, what, you know. Did we really need to say that? Did we really need to have that? That that's a, hurt me. Whatever has been said there, and either on a personal level, that's like things need to be said, and and even if they do cause pain, um, and need to be organised in the right way. But on more on a global level, it's like maybe there's people saying we don't agree with what's going on. And then on the 15th, Mercury makes a trine to um, the North Node, our future, our destiny point uh, in Taurus. And that's when there's more future plans to be laid out or we become aware of what those future plans are because Mercury is telling us, it's giving us the information and we're, making, we're joining the dots. Um, and then on the 17th, Mercury then makes a trine connection to Uranus, crazy ass Uranus, and a whole nother layer of unexpected information and noise comes out that we are going to be totally unprepared for. But maybe this is going to be helpful for us to really get our heads around what is going to be happening, either personally or globally. This is going to be quite exciting. So I did say that Mercury is just going to be involved the whole month. And um, however, yet yeah, we do come to the 20th of December and Jupiter has been on a retrograde himself. But now he's moving back into Aries. Now he moves back into Aries. That, so and Jupiter expands everything he touches. So when he comes into Aries, it's fresh, it's dynamic, it's, it's exciting and ready to start. Like we're ready to go. It's like opening the doors. Here I am. Off we go. And that might get us going, might get us, get us 
angry actually it might kickstart some anger and um maybe a bit of shouting and um squabbles you know that really kind of lots of hot air can come out here now now that jupiter is in aries you know jupiter in pisces is too soft and it's bringing about our emotional ideas but when it comes into aries it's bam we're ready to 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 kick ass now that happens on the 20th so then on the 23rd, there is a new moon in Capricorn and that new moon in Capricorn is at one degree. So as it's at one degree and Jupiter has just moved into Aries, which is sort of at the naught degree right at this moment, this new moon in Capricorn is making a square to this Jupiter, this gung-ho Jupiter in Aries. So this whole new moon in Capricorn is like a new business start. It's a new idea. And, and as I've been saying, you know, this is this the start of central banks digital currency? Is this the big, big here we are? The Capricorn new moon is ready to start business, ready to, to cooperate, ready to build something big and uh, ready to make a commitment. And so any of these elements in your life, you know, this is this is a good start to make something solid um, and dependable and stable. The new moon wants to bring this out. But the square to Jupiter is like, whoa, you know, really, I wasn't expecting that. The square to Jupiter is like, that's a bit crazy. And, um, you know, on one hand, we've got this new moon that wants something really dependable, steady. And yet the Jupiter thing is bursting out the gates. It's like, whoa, this is the cat out the bag. This is, what do they call it when they get the the hair comes out of the uh, the hair comes out of the trap like bingo it's it's starting the massive action so whatever's happening around here and this is the 23rd it's like boom it's going to happen whether we like it or not something's going to um crack on as it were on a personal level, I would say this is a really good time for anyone to start something business minded, make a commitment to something. And even if you're not ready to start your business or make that commitment or put yourself into that business minded way, it's like all you need to do is start your document or open an email and start the email or um, get ready, put get a piece of paper and write the title of your book on it because it's a really good day to start and initiate things that you want to have um you know give a lot of energy to business things business things that are going to make you money um things that are going to you know advance your career and advance your goals this Capricorn new moon because of this Jupiter in Aries naught degree I mean that then is the first degree of the zodiac just as much as we have problems with the 29 degree Pisces last degree of the zodiac naught degree Aries is the first degree of the zodiac so this is like the starter pack this is this is you know yes on one level people go ahead things and do things without you know, big companies can go ahead and do things. Big governments can go ahead and do things without, without, our, without checking in on us. And um, just they have the energy and the force to do it with this square. Um, and it is more of a force. It's not a nice flow of energy. It's like, bingo, we're doing it. And I think on a personal level and always saying, you know, don't, if the energy's there, 
don't let it use you. You've got to use the energy. So I feel like this is a really good energy to make your own play, make your own action here with this energy. And even if that is just opening a document, do something and, and, and get it done. Um, open the door for yourself. Now, moving on to the 28th and 29th of December, just after Christmas. Actually, I completely missed Christmas Day. So um, I think there's enough going on without focusing on that day. But on the 28th, and you're going to all be busy anyway, 28th, 29th of December, Pluto then, now going forward, is going to go straight back to the spot at 27 degrees 33 minutes of the USA Pluto return. So here we are back again at this point, and this is the final complete touch of uh, Pluto sitting on this spot and really urging America to evolve. And Pluto's mantra, evolve or die, is like you, they ha it has to be moved on. And it's worth listening to um, the Pluto return that I recorded because it um, gives information about the historical Pluto returns like for Rome, etc. So, so that Pluto return is going to be live again um, on the 28th and 29th of December. So it feels like whatever's been happening politically and um, financially and, um, you know, in many ways for America, and this is Capricorn, so it's not, it is going to be on that level that you know that there has to be some evolution here and um and and if there isn't then the crisis happens now pluto comes back to this point almost in october he comes back to 27 degrees 54 minutes and not to 27 degrees 33 minutes so he's just out so um we can say that perhaps, you know, that, that it's so close that it is coming back to this point and America is going to get another burst of evolutionary power that's really going to thrust them forward um, and thrust them into the limelight. But of course, as I mentioned before, this Pluto return for America, America's birth date um, is also the birth date really of the of of the Western world. So all the Western world countries will be having this evolution at the same time. It's like empire building. And um, even though we might not consider that America is the head of the Western world, it, is, it usually has been, um, we are all following on this diktat. We are all up for this massive evolution. And another kick happens in, in between Christmas and New Year. I was thinking maybe we get some political message taken out. Maybe something happens with Biden. You know, he's intrinsically involved in the whole Mars retrograde because his Saturn is at nine degrees um, Gemini and Mars retrogrades back to nine degrees Gemini. But, you know, maybe Trump makes a play. I don't know. Maybe something quite big and political happens like that. But I was also thinking unfairly so maybe that um as i say biden is linked to this mars retrograde uh, for um biden's own um sort of natal chart is um you know with his saturn at nine degrees 
Gemini, Mars going back to eight degrees, you know, this is going to wake him up in some ways. But also, I was thinking in, in terms of my father, who has Alzheimer's, that, you know, Mars retrograde in Gemini isn't great for dementia and Alzheimer's and all those things. It is kind of like digging deep into your memories and possibly there's not, it's not there. Um, it is an inward journey where there is confusion. Nothing is clear. Um, I'm saying this because I was looking at my father's solar return chart and, um, or it, which is happens is on the 9th of December. And because of the, the full moon, his solar return, your, ch your son comes round and, uh, the solar return rather than your birth it happens a few each 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 year it happens a little bit the solar return actually happens a little bit earlier and so my dad's solar return is on the 8th of december which is the which is the um gemini full moon with conjunct mars retrograde and i was feeling that that as a solar return chart for my dad isn't great for his um his alzheimer's diagnosis so because it's mega kind of confusing and it's full on and uh, it's very tricky and complex. And so when I also saw that, that Biden has Saturn at nine degrees Gemini, I think potentially there might be something playing out for him within this as well, that the confusion for him that he is clearly demonstrating might, it isn't going to get any better. And perhaps that might play out in this scenario as well. So um, that's really unfortunate to say that, but um, it is what it is. So whilst um, on the 28th, 29th, so whilst Pluto has stepped back to that America Pluto return spot, on the 29th, Mercury goes retrograde. So he's been in the shadow zone all this time and now he absolutely does go retrograde and he sits on uh, 20, the point 24 degrees Capricorn. So only three degrees away from the Pluto return. So that's incredible. That's the conjunction. And uh, that's Pluto there going, here I am. I'm now going to peel back another layer. And Pluto, um, and Mer sorry, Mercury saying, I'm going to peel back another layer. I'm going to add some more confusion because we need to reconsider. We need to re redo some of this stuff and relook at these contracts and 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 really analyze and get into some of the things that have been going on. So Mercury does this about turn at 24 degrees Capricorn, right next to Pluto, but also. Venus is sitting there exactly now Venus has been slightly behind Mercury and as as Mercury has slowed down she's got closer and closer and as he's got to 24 degrees she's arrived at 24 degrees and at that same point exactly he turns around so it's almost like a spinning top you know they meet each other and one goes back one goes back the other way so I think that's quite an important meeting there on the 29th um, for Mercury to act, to act in this way right next to Venus. And Venus, of course, she's about love and beauty, but she's also about money and especially about money in Capricorn and our values considering the money. So again, we're coming back to these financial ideas of central banks, digital currency, or the furlough money that people received um, and other people didn't receive, or the money people didn't get because they were 
unable to work or told they couldn't work via government decisions, directives. And um, I feel like this move with this reverberates from last year again when both Mercury and Venus went retrograde in Capricorn right next to Pluto and now this year it's only Mercury going retrograde but he retrogrades right next to Venus so they're all in this play um they've heavily been in this play in Capricorn each each all through the pandemic as well and it's right at the pandemic point of which was where Jupiter Saturn and Pluto all met around the 21 degree mark and so this is happening at 24 degrees so I think this is something this is still the the whole pandemic still playing out and the money concerned with that Mercury and Venus are about to um, re-look at some of those aspects that perhaps um, yeah need to be re-looked at well they definitely need to be re-looked at but also our money markets what is happening with them and um i think there may be some more plans put in place that we don't have this this global recession doesn't get out of hand and that's a funny thing you know that you know that they can possibly change um, or prevent that happening, and perhaps they can. There was an idea, you know, that that um, recently when when the Prime Minister then, Liz Truss, made some uh, changes to um, the interest rates or the, the finance, the Bank of England stepped in and said, no, you can't do that, just showing how much control the banks actually have to actually stop a Prime Minister from carrying out... Um, whatever she, her directive her decree and just in the same way now that the banks and this Capricorn element is about control how much control or um, do they have over us and um, I think Mercury and Venus here will be bringing some of those ideas up even if they're trying to help us um, do we want this help is it going to be beneficial so finally, on the 31st of December, the last day of the year, we have Venus is actually conjunct Pluto. And that's always a kind of obsessive and very intense aspect. And it's almost like the ultimatum. But at the same time, the Capricorn sun is, is in conjunct to Gemini, both exact at nine degrees at Gemini, sorry, in conjunct to Mars in Gemini at nine degrees, which is that in conjunct is like the vital force doesn't really know what's happening now. It's kind of, we're in free fall and um, unaware of what the information is really revealing. Or maybe it's like where you're so unaware that everyone else knows, but you don't know. It's like being caught red-handed. So it's interesting and it's going to be really intense, um, but it does require our attention and our evolution. So I saw this quote, it said, life is change, all magic is change, and all change is magic. And I wanted to add that, and then we create our own magic. We create our own change too. So this is this is this December. That's the month to do it. So happy December. Um, let me know how you get on, and um, hopefully see you in two thousand twenty-three.